So what do you do? And the answer is, <laughs> just treat people like people, have an offer that they really want, and follow up with them every single day. And that's it. Hello and welcome to Million Dollar Memos. I'm your host, Peter Visser, and you have just entered the weirdest marketing podcast on the internet because we'll be exploring how we use these simple 325-word daily memos to generate over $2 million per year in sales and blow up high-ticket calendars for our clients without using scarcity funnels or anything tricky or weird. I'll be joined from time to time by other founding members like Linus Rylander, Frankie Frenner, and Zach Van Nickark, aka The Memo Men. Let's go. Right, so... Well, it's just because I prepared a couple of things, and it's our first podcast. So basically, I thought I'd start out by telling people why they should uh, why they should listen to this. So my name is Peter Visser, and I went from broke to $100,000 per month online business that made me miserable selling group coaching and info products. And I almost lost that business several times through stupid decisions I made. And then through just a couple of simple changes, uh, we doubled sales, hit new revenue levels of $200,000 per month plus. But most importantly, I spend a grand total of 46 minutes per week managing this company. So to join me every week are two guys that help me get there more than anyone else. It's Linus Rylander and Frankie Frenner. And we're here to show you what's making massive sales right now, call out bullshit in the industry, and our journey to starting a brand new business with no following and no reputation. So, hey guys, welcome. Hello, hello. Yo, yo. First of all, what do you think of that intro? Does it suck or is it the best ever? Pretty good. I didn't know you were this well prepared. I'm, I'm always prepared. Eight out of ten for me. Always. As you should know, like I have a ClickUp doc for everything, uh, everything that we do, everything that we do. But what I want to do, I want to kick this off, right? So if someone's watching this and they don't know who we are, why should they listen to us, right? So I'm just going to share my screen right now. I'm going to share this, and I'm just going to throw up. Can you guys see this? Yeah. So I have just filtered these Stripe payments to everything above $4,000, right? So about, I think the biggest payment we've got is about 12. There's 214 results like this. And so we're smashing out these big sales constantly in a way that no one else is doing. There is not a single person selling high ticket stuff like this in the way that we are selling. Um, It's completely different, right? No scarcity, no countdown timers, no bullshit, and just doing stuff unlike anyone else is doing it. So we'll just talk about exactly what that looks like. So the first thing is getting people on board. So we do a webinar, just like a lot of other people do it, but we do it like differently, right? So people come into the funnel, they come to a webinar, do a four day live event, and we don't sell anything on there. In fact, we sell a book. It's uh, like, pay what you want, give the money to charity. So we don't even make any money off that. We just have it as a charity event during the webinar. And then after that, we follow up with people and then we sell the high ticket products by two methods. One is to, I don't know, through a call, so through a classic kind of sales call. And the other one is just through email. We just have an email conversation, boom, bang out a $10,000 sale on Stripe. But the thing that is also very different about this is that we write a daily email. So when I say we, I say Frankie. Frankie actually writes a daily email for this business and every single day hits them up with something that provides both value and helps them make progress in some way. So you have intrigue, insight and influence. That's what every single email does. And contrary to what people believe, because people believe oh, I was going to burn out my list, it's going to annoy people. 
No, what it's actually going to do if you do it correctly is it's going to push people to buy your stuff. It's going to push people to see your offer every single day. So if you have a Grand Slam offer, I don't know if you can see well, Alex Olmosi book in the background because you know I've been collecting books. It's uh, the Grand Slam offer. If you create a Grand Slam offer and you create an offer that's so good people can't say no, all you have to do is get people to see that offer every single day. So the entire idea behind this business is that all we do is create an irresistible offer and then create a medium for them to see that every single day. And people are responding to it like crazy. I mean, we're making ridiculous sales with very, very small ad spend. And so we're, we're busy scaling that. But it's one of the coolest things. So Linus and Frankie came to me last August. So right now it's February 2021. In August 2021, they came to me and said, dude, you need to be writing a daily email. And I said, I don't want to. And Frankie and Linus was like, Frankie will do it. <laughs> Linus is answer to everything. And then we started writing it and it just changed, it changed the whole business. So I want to talk today about this, this idea of long-term marketing not needing to make the sale like right now, you know, not needing to pressure people to buy right now. And as you know, I'm like always very, very prepared with this kind of stuff. So I want to read a testimonial that I got on Trustpilot. I picked this up. So this is, this is from someone who went through another high ticket course. I'm not going to say who it is just yet. Maybe we can call out this person at a later date. Fuck it. I'm going to call him out. Russ Rafino. I'm going to call him out. Right. And so the guy is obviously very clever, makes a lot of money, but he leaves like a bad taste in people's mouth when they've got this brosive style, high pressure sales stuff. So I'm going to read out a trust pilot review here. So this person says, spend close to six hours doing research on X, Y company. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. Clients on demand. Watch the documentary, watch the webinar, watched every single testimony, read five to six pages of these trust pilot reviews and became really excited, right? So he was really, really excited. It's a super long review. I'm going to skip past a couple of things, right? So note for anyone who booked a call, be prepared to pay $10,000 on the spot. If you don't have the money, they will push you to credit card loans that they insure the purchase claiming that you'll make it back. Very risky. I knew this is knew this going into the call from the research he did. So this guy already knew that they were going to pressure him like that. And that was never going to happen with me. And I like to take my time and sit with things before I make a massive financial commitment. You know, 100% understandable to anyone, right? So yada, 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 and other stuff that he liked about them. Then he got on a sales call and these guys lost him, right? So this guy already knew the price. He wanted to sign up. He just wanted more information. Right. So the enrollment coach, he says, Matt Dakin, he says, at the beginning of the call, he asked where I lived. He asked about my family, how I was and was so kind. So I remember it's a sales call, knowing he was going to give me a formulated sales pitch that I knew was time consuming on his part. I politely let him know that I'm 100 percent going through with COD, believe in their service, but I'm also 100 percent not going to purchase until February when I'll have closer to ten thousand dollars, the amount for the course. And I didn't want to waste his energy on a pitch, right? So this guy was already sold. Like this guy is like ready to buy, but he needs to wait just a month. And he didn't want to waste his energy on the pitch. And I think that's actually very kind. But what he wanted to know was more details that he hadn't found yet online. So he wanted to know like what's going to be on the course, like how many modules is it? What exactly is he going to learn? That kind of stuff, right? And he says, this is where things got sketchy quickly. 
So I asked him, how will COD get me the results before hopping off the call? I need to hear just a short 20 to 30 second breakdown of what the client experience would look like. And he would not tell him, right? And out of nowhere, this guy said he wasn't a serious buyer. It wasn't for him. I let him know I was a very serious buyer, but that I would want to know the process of what that experience would be. I tried asking literally six to seven different ways. He wouldn't tell me and became very rude and was acting strange, major red flag. He just kept telling me, we are the best and you just need to know that. We support our customers 1,000%. I told him that that in my mind, I was a customer and that to support me even a little, a simple 30-second explanation of what exactly you would you are actually doing would be very settling. And he said word for word, I would not go to a college because they told me they are great, even if other people did. I would want to know what the classes they provide is, what the what facilities they have, and what my classroom experience would be like. After saying this, you know, he became very defensive, saying how they didn't tell how they provide results to their clients on the enrollment call, yada 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 yada. So this guy ended up not buying, right? And then he left this awful review on uh, Trustpilot. But how ridiculous is that? Very. I think people just overcomplicate things because their basics are not in place. And I like I know I know Rosfino like he his he has a good product. People get results from it. But so all this stuff I feel is not necessary. You can just be straight up with people like if you have a good offer, if you provide a good solution, then all you got to do is put it in front of the right people often enough. And the biggest optimization point in any kind of info business or coaching business is going to be the product. Like, if you get good results, people are going to talk about it, and they're going to tell their friends, and they're going to bring you more customers. It's not rocket science. No need for all this sketchy shit. Yeah, I, I also think there's, a, there's almost like a, a cult of sales that's being built around you know, like actually like doing phone sales. It's like this dogma. Like they feel like they have to do this, this script. They have to do this specific thing. Like I'm sure this, this poor, the poor guy that's sitting on the other, the other end. Of, there's only one guy that's more unhappy than the guy who left the review. And it's the guy who was doing the sale that day because he's probably stuck delivering this freaking script that he doesn't, he doesn't know how to get outside of it. Right. So he's stuck doing the script. He, it's like, it's like a robot, right? Like if you tell a robot, you know, like, uh, like if I ha- if I ask Alexa, like, hey, who's the who's the president of the United States? It's gonna she's gonna tell me Biden, right? But as soon as I go off script and do something that she doesn't know how to answer, it's like does not compute, right? And that's exactly what happened to this this poor sucker, this poor salesman who was stuck following the script at every turn, even though this guy just wanted a, a simple question answered. Yeah. So here's the thing: the salesperson is creating like a pressure cooker, right? And he's making the sale right now, and so. This business is taking people from stranger to $10,000 sales in like 48 hours. And I know they are because their sales, their sales guys are very good on the phone. Gary, who I work with, as you know, he has called them before and he called me back and goes, yeah, they're making all their sales because their salespeople are like dogs with a bone on that phone, you know? And so what they do is they say, right, it's 15K, but if you pay today, it's 10, but tomorrow it's 15,000. For no reason at all. That is like absolutely, there's no need to have that scarcity in there. For no reason at all other than making the sale right now. And that stuff works. And so he's, you know, he's sitting there, his business making between 500K million a month probably, right? And he's making a lot of money and he's been in the industry for a long time. And so it's like, it's working. But what ends up happening is you take advantage of people because there's this external pressure to, to sign up. And, and to do this. And 
people go through his system and then they feel like they have to do the same because that's what he did and that's what he's doing to make all that money. But there's a lot of people out there that don't make money this way. <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't absolutely like push you down the fucking toilet in order to get your money. So what is the other way of doing this? And I and and and, and we couldn't do this. Like we couldn't have this unethical way of doing it because in our industry that we're in, the services industry, the regulators would come after us and shut us down. Like we wouldn't be able to sell financial stuff and education and stuff using this. Like we'd be shut down so hard. So we couldn't use that solution. So what do you do? And the answer is <laughs> just treat people like people, have an offer that they really want and follow up with them every single day. And that's it. That's all you have. If you look at these kinds of things as, you know, you're, you're making a short-term decision, like you're trying to get more money now, but anytime, anytime you prioritize the short-term means you're, you're deprioritizing the long-term. So you're, every time you make a short-term decision, you're fucking yourself basically in the long run. So think about what is the emotional experience of the customer as they're going through that process of getting pressured into doing that. It might work, but how do they feel about it? How do they feel going to bed that night? And does that make them more or less likely to get on the phone with somebody again about another high ticket program? Like, what if you want them to buy something later? Like, are you making it harder or easier for them to buy something again later? You know, like, it's pretty basic, but. Yeah, and honestly, and honestly, these guys are just pissing in the pool for the rest of us, to be quite frank with you, because, mm. you know, all those people that go through that, through that kind of sales process, now the next time they get through another sales process, they're like scared, right? They're like, oh my goodness, like, I don't want to have to go through that again, right? And, and honestly, it's funny that you bring up phone sales, because I, when Linus and I were running our agency, our Facebook ads agency, I was on the phone all the time. Like I, I was doing like two, three calls a day. I know it doesn't seem much to all these sales gurus out there, but for me, that was, that was quite a bit. And there was always three types of sales. <laughs> there was always three types of phone calls that I would be ready for. There was the one where you just didn't close, right? So you're always, that's always going to happen no matter how good you are at sales, right? There's always going to be the ones that just won't close no matter what. Then there was the ones that kind of like this Russ Rofino sales guy, you know, you have to kind of like pressure them. You're leading them down a certain path. It's script. It's paint by numbers. You're pressuring them. You're like trying to get them. It's, it's high energy. And then there was another kind of phone call that I always enjoyed the most. And, <laughs> and because I was following these scripts, it kind of wouldn't allow for those kind of calls to happen. And those were like the very loosey goosey kind of like, let me listen to your problems and let me tell you what we got going on over here. And let me tell you what we, we do. And maybe it's a fitter. Maybe it's not. And those kind of calls always went great. You know, and it was like no pressure, no, and it's because, you know, when, when you actually take the time to actually listen and connect on an emotional level, and like Lena said, because you're trying to condense that into like the short-term sales call, right? It happens over the course of 40 minutes. You're, you're kind of always pigeonholed into that second kind of call where it's always high pressure. It's always like, let's get after it. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Like the Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, like close it no matter what, 10x. And, you know, there's only so much of that you can do a day until you, like, have a mental breakdown. <laughs> and then you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what the fuck am I doing on this sales call? <laughs> I remember there was one time I was on a phone call with a – and just to give everybody, the, the audience, a kind of a, of, a, of a background story here. 
Uh, Linus and I were running. The audience of us. The audience of us three and whatever, whatever other poor soul. (laughs) Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. So us three and whichever other poor soul is is stuck listening to me right now. You know, when we, uh, just to give you kind of a background story, like I was saying, we were running a martial arts Facebook ads agency. Now that sounds like the dorkiest thing I've probably ever said, but that's what we were doing. And we were making pretty decent money for a little bit. It was all dependent on fo- on phone sales, just because that's the way that we knew. Like that that was the way, right? Like how else are we gonna do it? And like I remember having certain calls where it's just like, man, I would hang up the phone and I would be like, oh man, I can't believe it. And I look at my Calendly because used to have the Calendly app, and I would look at all the other calls that I had booked today. And that first call already sucked out all my energy. <laughs> I didn't know how I was gonna get to the other two, three. I remember talking to Linus and, he, and I was like, dude, how the fuck am I going to get through this day? And he's like, dude, you got to push it, man. Like we're going to make money. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm getting on every call just sweating, man. And I'm just, and as the day progresses, the calls are getting worse and worse because I'm just trying to get through them. Like I'm just rushing through the script. My conversion rate is pretty high in the morning, but in the afternoon, man, wow, they didn't go in the toilet. So there's a guy called Dennis that you closed. Mm-hmm. Two days ago for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So contrast that. How did you close? How did you close this Dennis guy for ten thousand dollars? Considering you were you weren't selling ten thousand dollar product on the phone when you were doing this high pressure stuff. No way in hell would I be able to sell ten thousand dollars. How did you sell Dennis for ten k? So um, yeah, it's 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 just really a simple process, right? So we take those those sales calls and we kind of turn them sideways. So now it's not happening over the course of, you know, 40 minutes. It might take two days to close a sale. And it all happens through email. And the way that we do that is we have them qualify themselves. So, you know, Linus could probably speak to this more than I, than I probably should. But, you know, we have them qualify themselves. We have them ask, we, we ask them a few questions and see, you know, what's going on with their situation. And then it's very, very easy. You know, we kind of relate to them. You know, we, we try to dig in deep into what problems they're facing. And then we say, hey, you know what? Like, this is what we got going on over here. We send them to a Google Doc of all things. So, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Anybody that says you need a fancy website or whatever. We send them to a freaking Google Doc. And then we say, like, here's our offer. And that's how we close that. Denis, by the way. Not Dennis. He's a French Canadian. Oh, it's Denis. Oh, right. I thought it was Dennis. Yeah. I, saw, I, see, I see the email here. It's Dennis. That's a $10,000 sale right there. So... Email, right? You have a simple yeah. email conversation. You send them to a Google Doc. A Google Doc, believe it or not. And then they buy for ten thousand. What kind of pressure did you put them under to buy? Zero pressure. All we had was a deadline that was maybe two weeks out. <laughs> like yeah. they had two weeks inside. So two weeks out. And what happens if they if they decided not to not to sign up? It's the funniest thing. We actually have a template <laughs> that we send them, and we tell them, hey. Thank you so much for your time and your consideration. Hope to speak to you soon. <laughs> there you go. Like if so, we don't close them, it's, it's no big deal. And and I think that the reason because yeah, we we're in front we get in front of them every day. Yeah, you close them the next month. Hey, you're going to be on our list. You're going to be yeah, we're going to be in front of you every day. So you know if you don't buy now, hey, we'll get another shot at you tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that until eventually you buy. And. You know, I think a lot of the reason there's so much sales pressure is because so many people just want to rush that sale because they, they, you only have that opportunity to sell them, right? Once they hang up that phone, they're gone. So yeah, no kidding. You're going to freaking push for the sale. You got no choice, you know? Yeah. Once they hang up that phone, they're gone. They're out of there. So there's no choice but to freaking close them on that call. And that's where the danger kind of sets in because 
There's no relationship building at all. So, I mean, leaders, why don't you, I mean, why don't you speak to the Daily Memo and how, you, how we actually close 100% of the people that are closable over a period of time. So we actually will close more people than these other businesses that pressure people. So, so it's really interesting when you look at the stats, like if we look at our, uh, our tracking software, for example, like you can see that from the paid media that we spend, we don't make that back. Like we, we barely, we almost break even in the first 30 days, I think, right? Yeah, I'll get that up in a moment. Yeah, but then you'll see that most of the sales actually come in two, three months down the line. And that's a result of just hitting them every day in their inbox with an email that, you know, reminds them who you are, what you're about and how you can solve their problems without being salesy, without being pushy. Like sometimes we might do a little like more campaign style thing, but most like 99% of the emails are just friendly. Like people tune in to read the emails just as you tune into your favorite talk show radio host on your way to work. Like it's just something that's enjoyable and entertaining and informative at the same time. So every email helps you get closer to what you want to, to where you want to go in life. So just by getting in front of people every day without burning out the list with a proven offer, it doesn't really have to be more complicated than that. No, I mean, really is that simple. So I'm gonna share my screen now. I'm gonna show some of these results. This is inside Viros, by the way. So this is a, so you see for the last 30 days, made $173,000. And we spend 30 grand on advertising. Those are the total track costs. And so the thing is, this money that we spent, we spent it on Google and Facebook. Look how much we paid back. We spent 16,200 bucks, give or take, on, what is it, Google, and we got back 19,000 within 30 days. So that's a $3,000 profit, it's nothing. Facebook, we just about scraped break even, 14,000 spent, got back like 15K. Well, actually, yeah, the profit was like $336. Right, but check this out. These are the emails we sent out, right? $105,000. So these are leads that signed up, whatever, you know, last year or something like that. And we're just like smashing it. So these are the daily emails. Daily email 94 brought in $15,000. Daily email 119 brought in 10. 113 brought in 10. You know, these are like, these things are making like big sales. It's a $10,000 sale right there you know, from email 94. And that's without pressurizing anyone. Look at that, $4,000 sale. And it's just by sending an email every day without burning out the list. In fact... In fact, it even works better the more emails yeah, you the send. the more emails you send. Because you build, you build a relationship with every email. So they get more, more effective over time, not yeah. less. So here's, so here's the business model. Generate leads, email them every day. That's it and then you make high ticket sales. How's that? I mean, if we had to bundle that and sell that as a course, I'm not even sure it could sell because it's not fancy enough, you know? It's even simpler than the do a webinar, then, you know, then get them on a sales call and, uh, and whatever. And, and just to speak to that conversion mechanism a little bit, I think what Frankie said is, is pretty accurate when we, when we take the phone call and we turn it sideways. So, for the OG internet marketers, if you remember when Jeff Walker came out with product launch formula, 
that that was he explained it as a sideways sales letter. So instead of having this long drawn out sales letter, you take the components of it, you turn it on its side, you turn it into separate content pieces, and you send it to people over time, and it builds up this sort of story arc that becomes this launch campaign. So now, if you think about what is the conversion process on a on a regular phone call, if you look at any of the consultative selling models on the phone, like spin selling is probably one of the biggest ones, but any, anything like that, and you look at what are kind of the psychological steps the client or the prospect needs to go through on the phone. Like what are the, what's the process somebody goes through in their head in order to make a purchase? That's how that sales call is structured, right? But if you understand those steps, then you don't have to do it on the phone. You can do it over, over text, you can do it over email, you can do it face to face. Like it's the same under, like if you understand the underlying mechanism of why the phone call strategy works, then you can apply that, those principles in any medium. And that's how we're able to close these high ticket sales just over email without ever picking up the phone. Dude, how much easier is it to close someone over email than what it is to take a sales call? A lot. And it's also a lot faster. Like we can, it can take a minute to send an email. We've got all the templates ready. We type a little, a little like personalization to make it unique for, for whoever it is. But it's a lot faster. We can do a lot more. What about volume, man? Like you could speak to 50 people at a time. What is a salesperson talk to one person at a time on the phone? Exactly. I mean, I absolutely love this process. And what's so funny is once this whole... Because, you know, I shat on Russ Rafino earlier. And to be fair on him, like, I can't say anything because I used the same pressure tactics in my business last year. Like, six months ago, my entire business was run on, like, Noah, no, as you guys know, Noah's Ark campaigns, where we're not only pressuring people with a deadline to buy now, but we're saying there's a coming storm out there. And if you don't buy now, your life will be ruined, you know? Right. Crazy shit's going to happen. You need to get on this boat. And so even when I shout on him, you know, I did the same thing. I did that for years. You know, we did that for four or five years. Right. That's how the whole business was run. It was run on that kind of thing. And to have a complete flip side now, it's like, it's crazy. I'm standing on here. I feel like a fucking messiah. But I was the absolute devil in, the, in, 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 in this industry for a long time. I would also say that I, I do see kind of the industry overall starting to move in this direction. I think as a response to customers not having it anymore, right? Like, so I'm following, so Jeff Miller, for example, we used to be in his paid group when we ran our agency. He runs a group called uh, Agency Scaling Secrets. And like, I'm still in the group, so I see what they're doing. And now the funnel he's running now is just like super transparent and upfront. Like he tells the price upfront and like, they know exactly what they get. They know what the guarantee is, nothing sketchy. Like, and he, he, he'll put his price in the ad, like in the front end Facebook ad, like he'll put the price. So it's just like super transparent, the whole funnel through and he's just crushing it. I I forgot what the numbers are, but he's absolutely crushing it. And like, I think that's awesome. And I think hopefully we'll see more people moving in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Transparency works, doesn't it? So, all right, guys, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap it up there? I think that's great. What I really want to get into in the next podcast and the next little episode is how I used to run the business. That was our campaigns. Yep. And how we use that in order to make massive amounts of sales. So it does work. It's highly unethical unless it's real. (laughs) 
So uh, we're going to chat about that, and we're going to chat about some ways that we've introduced scarcity without being unethical or leaving a bad taste in people's mouths. So how how have we introduced deadlines? How have we introduced real actual scarcity that doesn't that doesn't pressure people to buy externally, but just helps to make the internal decision for them easier? So we're going to chat about uh, all that stuff, and then also our new business, which is Memo Men, and which is why this podcast is called Million Dollar Memo. <laughs> The million dollar memo, and uh, yep. we're not doing that on we're not doing that in public, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said if if I can't have fun on this platform, I don't want to be part of it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have to bow out, unfortunately. <laughs> so if I can't do this every episode, you know, I probably won't be able to go to like LA because I'm sure this is like some form of gang sign. And when I like hop off the plane, there's gonna be like some gang member there to like do a drive by on me. No one is going to look at you and think you're a gangster. You can do whatever sign you want. Oh, man. That's that's the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to look at you and be like, that guy, that guy plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I love it. You got, that, you got that look. You're like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I Actually, I don't think there's an Italian on planet Earth playing Dungeons and Dragons. You'd be surprised, Ben. You're talking to one right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like a unicorn. Yeah. But um, yeah, so one thing that I would want to leave, and uh, I want to kind of have the final word here. I hope you guys don't mind. Is that like, As if, always. if you guys have the time, whoever's listening to this, if there's one thing that uh, I kind of want to impart to anybody that's listening, if you have the time, I want you to go check out something called The Strategy of Preeminence by Jay Abraham. Now, Jay Abraham is like, he's like the Tony Stark of marketing. He literally looks like Tony Stark. He looks like Iron Man. And he's one of the forefathers of all of this marketing stuff. And he, and he came up with something called the strategy of preeminence. And what it basically talks about, it's, it's not a marketing strategy so much as it is a philosophy. And it's something that I've had to always remind myself to kind of follow throughout the years. But it basically, the gist of it is, and I encourage you guys to go read the full report. You can probably get it free in a million places. It basically says like your job as a marketer, as a business owner is to not be a salesperson. It's to be the trusted advisor and to give as much value as you can and have an actual relationship with your customers. And he has a much more eloquent way of saying it. He's like known for all of his fancy words. I encourage you guys to go read it. It's a good read. But basically it kind of sums up the philosophy of what we're following here with the Daily Memo and that's to deliver as much value as we can every single day. And obviously that's not easy, but that's why we're here to kind of guide you guys through and and kind of show you the way that we not only deliver offers and make sales, but deliver consistent value to a specific target, targeted audience every single day of the week where you're not running out of ideas. You're not, you know, pacing your room, trying to figure out what the hell am I going to tell these people? And I think that's the, the magic of what we're going to be talking about is, is how to deliver value to your audience. Because if you can take care of that, then the rest will just fix itself. And honestly, you don't even need to be that good at sales. Because once you give the value first, people want to just, they're just going to want to throw you money because that's the, the magic of the strategy of preeminence. People are selfish. People are selfish, right? Like they'll, they just want to solve their problems. They don't care how good you are at sales. If you can show them that you can solve their problem, they're going to buy. It has nothing to do with you, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. And so the one thing, I guess, I'm get, I guess we close this out with just about 20 minutes of speeches. <laughs> One thing is that providing value to people is a word that's thrown around way too much when people don't actually provide value. 
real value is helping someone make progress towards their goal, like actual progress. That's what that's how we define value. And so I've got this framework in front of me right now. We're gonna we'll go through this through the podcast. You know, it's an entire framework, it's an SOP on exactly how we do deliver real actionable value on a daily basis. Because you can create a two-hour webinar and you can deliver that for the next three years, but how the hell do you get in front of people with a new angle every day, provide new value and progress every single day, 365 days a week, without running out of ideas and do it in 10 to 30 minutes a day? That's basically what it is. And so we're going to be sharing a lot of stuff. And that's Frankie's framework. So I'm going to give him full credit, him and his Dungeon and Dragon playing thumbs that he just showed you. And... Um, <laughs> we'll go from there. These paws have played. These paws have played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I don't even know if he plays it to anyone listening. To the one fan that we've got, my mum, Mama, I don't know if he plays it. <laughs> so, Mama Visser. Yeah. Shout out to Mama Visser right now. Shout out to Tia Tia Visser. All right, guys. All right. Thanks so much for the we'll chat. No, no, we no. Memo men. Memo men out. Out. <laughs> Memo man, Pete, come on, man. Hey. <laughs> yes. It's finished. Fuck. All right. Stop it. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, then you should do two things. One, subscribe as a regular listener. And then the second one, if you want to be really smart and actually make some money from this, go to memomen.com and get our daily memo sent to your inbox. It's absolutely free. And you can simply swipe those. 325 words and use them in your own business. I'll see you on the inside.